0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: It's Marty. Cop sent me a video because he wanted me to see it because he wanted the world to see it. Of a young girl, young man, blonde, uh, gorgeous, as if it matters, but it might. Standing on a street corner, guy walks up to her, punches her out cold, cold. The video shows her sprawled on the street. And then young men, they didn't come up to help her. They came up to took selfies. This is the truth. I found out who she was. She was a, an addict, a fentanyl heroin addict. I chased her down the street with her mother. Seriously. We got her into rehab twice. She had a beautiful daughter, 11 years old. The father of the kid had just overdosed, dead. The first time mom got out, She was wonderful, healthy, gorgeous, life-changing mood. The second time she got out, she shot heroin and died in an apartment and her friends threw in the street, her body. Done probably a dozen interventions. Most of those folks were dead. We've kind of become numb to it. Ah, Narcan will save them. And, And how about these... Absolutely heartless folks who think, "Ah, I only give them Narcan three times. After that, they got to pay for it. Let them die. We're in a rough place, folks, when we think that we have our arms wrapped around this drug overdose issue. We're in a rougher place when you think that addicts don't matter. One of the best in the country at this sort of treatment, at this sort of intervention, is Dr. Tom Brophy joining us. Good morning, doctor. How are you? Good morning, Marty. Thanks for having me. Please tell us uh, about your new position and where you're working because it's relevant to this conversation, sir. Oh,
0: thank you. I appreciate that. I, I'm currently the uh, the full-time medical director of uh, the Ellen O'Brien Geyser Center, uh, which is up in Butler, PA. And um, we, we have both inpatient and outpatient services. And uh, it's a non nonprofit organization. It's a really great reputation, been around for about 50 years. And, uh, and, and morally and, and ethically, like, you know, the treatment doesn't get any better than it is at Geyser. So I came on board here in September. Still doing my other duties, still working in the ER, still have, uh, you know, my, my own clinic. But, uh, yeah, this place has been great, and uh, it's helping us, you know, help people exactly like the, uh, the unfortunate young lady that you just mentioned. Um, you know, we're, we're, as you know, with addiction, it's all about the phases of change. As much as we want these people to get better and, and we want them to return to that life of normalcy, um, it, they want that just as badly. You know, and, and, and that's often a misconception. You know, people just look at it like, oh, well, they keep making those bad decisions because they want to. They, they want to stay in that rut. Trust me, Marty. Nobody wants to stay in, in that rut. Um, it, 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 it's very difficult for people who haven't experienced addiction to understand. You know, but these people are being driven by a, a, a very old, evolutionarily speaking, when I say old, it's a very old part of the brain. It's the it's survival part of the brain that, that when we were cavemen, it drove us towards food, water, sex, and shelter. Because if you didn't have food and water, you didn't have nourishment. If you didn't have shelter or safety from your environment, uh, you were going to die. And if you weren't you know, procreating, uh, you weren't going to pass on your genes. So this is a very, very powerful part of our brain. It's called the limbic system. And, and when the drugs get their hooks into that limbic system... It's driving that person towards that behavior the same way that it would drive you towards water if you hadn't had anything to eat or drink for three or four days.
1: Hey, hey Doc, You know, you, man, you, man, this is yeah. so dark. I don't know if you've been following this. This guy admits this. He was high on fentanyl. He's laying on the bed with his 11-month-old daughter, and he was snorting the fentanyl through a straw, okay? He passes out. He finally wakes up. She's not moving. She's dead. He buries her in the backyard. She overdosed on fentanyl. It's that dark, is it not, sir?
0: It is all the time. I mean, working in the emergency department, I've uh,
1: been in multiple situations
0: where I'm trying to resuscitate, you know, that baby. Yeah. And, and you know, initially asking, you know, those same questions like, why? How could this happen? Yeah. You know, but that's what the, that's where we have to step back and, and really, you know, understand the neurophysiology and the science. Because if we don't understand that, then we're not going to be able to get anybody better. Hey,
1: you know? hey. Doctor, how many – no, seriously, put this into context for folks who kind of blow this stuff off. How many folks have you seen die from drug overdoses? How many? Thousands? You personally. Hundreds? What? Me personally, um, I I, I would say,
0: you know, in the the hundreds range. Thankfully, like, you know, we've got Narcan – Readily available, and 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 a lot of times, you know, the, the EMS system has gotten so efficient that you know when they're on their way in, we already kind of have a heads up. Right. And and you know the good thing about a a, a a young person, you know, not that there's anything good about it, um, but we, you know when they overdose on on heroin, a lot of times their organs are still pretty healthy. You know, there's a big difference between, like, a 50-year-old yeah, who overdoses on heroin and trying to get that person back versus, like, a 19-year-old. You know, so as, as long as they haven't had, like, an anoxic brain injury, um, you know, we can typically get those people back because their heart and lungs are still fairly healthy if we get to them in time, but that's sort of the key component. And with this fentanyl, man, I mean, you, you've seen these overdose numbers. It, we've never been in the 100,000 range. No, man. It's insane. I mean, we were freaking out pre-COVID, you know, when the numbers hit seventy thousand, because that's more than died in the Vietnam War, and and people were freaking out then. But you, you add COVID like that, and you really screw with, you know, the mental health uh, of of the human beings in, in in this country, and and really globally. And, and it's just a bad mix, man. The fentanyl out there is cheap. It's super strong. They're putting it in everything. So people are buying pills that they think are Xanax or they think are, are roxacent or oxycodone. And, and then, you know, you get the labs back and you find out it's fentanyl. It, it, it's just like there's fentanyl everywhere.
1: Dr. Tom Brophy he's the medical di- director at Geyser Center. Hey, man, for those who argue, because I know folks who have been through rehab eight times, for those who say rehab doesn't work, are they right? Are they right, sir?
0: No, absolutely not. Re, 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 recovery does work. Rehab works. You have to put all the pieces together. I mean, certainly, like, you know, we're we're, we're, we're up against a, a mountain here, you know, and, and it's like, you know, how do you eat an elephant? Like one bite at a time. You know, we have to keep moving forward, keep utilizing things that we know help save lives, not just Narcan, you know, but some of the medication-assisted treatment options right. that are available, you know, and, and really, you know, it, it takes a community, right? Like uh, isolation and addiction go together. Isolation and death go together. Like human beings, we're social creatures. We're community creatures, and and that's where like the stigma doesn't help. You know, just saying doesn't. like, "Oh, let those people die." True. It, 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 that's the easy way out. That that's not putting any thought or, or empathy hey, or. But,
1: but why are we cool it? with? Why are we cool with uh, the the alcoholic? Oh, poor guy. We've had him in rehab seven times. But the the drug addict becomes oh, he's a junkie. What the
0: hell is that, man? Yeah, exactly. What is I, I that? I talk about that all the time, and and even true for like a smoker who right. comes in with COPD and scarred lungs and needs oxygen. Like I don't hold that oxygen back from that person, even though we've been telling people that smoking is bad for you for for you know twenty years. It, it we, we assign this moral and ethical failure when yeah. it comes to like opioids that we don't do with other substances, yeah. and and really you know that that's something that we all need to be discussing because it like I said it doesn't do any good. All it does is you know holds those people back from like speaking up and asking for help early on when you actually have a better chance of uh you know succeeding in their recovery
1: dr tom brophy from the geyser center in butler my man you are the absolute best i've ever heard on the air off uh we are going to become very intertwined at saving lives all right my man thank you sir i'm on board count me in he's the best